Now let's turn to John chapter 1, verses 1 to 18. For sure, one of the most magnificent passages of uh, inspired Scripture ever written. John chapter 1, verses 1 to 18. In the beginning was the Word, that uh, means Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, his name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. Now, when we thought a few minutes ago, and I hope not inappropriately, about giving God thanks for this building, that we might use it for the sake of the gospel, it would be, and I hinted at this, a travesty if we ever thought that material provision was on the same level as the spiritual blessings that we have in Jesus. You can live without a building. You cannot live without the Lord Jesus. Now, as a text for Christmas Day 2017, I thought we could manage one verse. John chapter 1, verse 16. And from his fullness, from Jesus' fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Now, consider with me what it is as a Christian that you have received. And if you are not a Christian, consider what is on offer. It is a gift to be received by faith. And notice first from whom these blessings come, from His fullness. They come from the Lord Jesus. The most precious things we can have are from the Lord Jesus, gifts from God. And what we have received by faith or can receive by faith are from His fullness. In other words, the blessings we have in Jesus are not, as it were, a divine token gesture or a divine stocking filler, a little bit of grace. It is from His fullness that we receive. It is lavish. Once in my life, I've stayed in a truly luxurious hotel 
the Peninsula Hotel in Chicago, one of the top five hotels in the world. I don't know who paid for it. It wasn't me. I hope somebody did. It was another world. Every luxury. There was even a TV at the foot of the bath. I was with Dick Lucas, who some of you know, my traveling companion. He thought the TV was a microwave. I ordered coffee. It came with a bunch of flowers. The blessings we have in Jesus are lavish from his fullness. Paul writes in Ephesians 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. There is something else in these words from his fullness, and that is that Jesus gives himself to us. The gifts that mean the most have a personal touch to them. Now, when we opened our Christmas presents this morning, the gifts that meant the most had a personal touch to them. And the gift that Jesus gives is Him. He gives us His righteousness. He gives us His Holy Spirit, which means He lives in us physically. If you are a fan of The Crown on Netflix, and you're going to hear many illustrations on this particular episode from me over the coming year, watch today the episode when the Queen meets Billy Graham. He talks to her, and he says, Your Majesty, would you like a living faith? And she said, I want something real. And you can imagine her as she grew up in a world of religion and ritual, which is good. And he said as he preached in the chapel in Windsor, real Christianity is about God living in you, in your mind, in your heart, in your body. And he said to the queen, is that what you want? And she said, it is. Someone who is alive spiritually because Jesus lives in them by his Holy Spirit. Does that chime with you or resonate with you? Are you spiritually alive in that way? Is the Spirit of the living Christ living in you? That's what's on offer. Notice too, from his fullness we have all received. That little word all cuts like a scalpel across every other category in our world. All dispels any notion that there are Christians who are especially blessed and Christians who are not. All Christians are equally blessed. All are one. All are one in Christ Jesus. Now, what is it that we have received as Christians? Listen to what John writes. From his fullness, we have received. Here's what we have received, grace upon grace. What Jesus has given us from his fullness is grace upon grace. Grace. Grace is a key Bible word. Grace means unmerited gift. We run a course called Christianity Explored for people investigating the Christian faith. One of the videos is of a little girl opening her presents on Christmas morning. Mum and Dad standing by the Christmas tree as she unwraps this present, which is obviously a bike. The wrapping paper goes around the handlebars. 
The little girl unwraps the present. She gets out her little purse. She looks at her mom and dad and says, How much do I owe you? Surely, the human heart says, and has ever since Christ was born, surely what Jesus gives us cannot be free. free. Surely, we must pay for it, earn it, or merit it in some ways. No, it is free. You just need to accept the gift Jesus gives you. Many don't. Or I think this is more accurate. Many won't. Because they will not accept that real faith means coming empty-handed, undeserving to Jesus to take what he offers us. I mean, just take this collection of people. How many university degrees do we have? How many professors, consultants, partners? How many people that run their own businesses, plumbers, joiners, whatever? How gifted this little group of people is. We live good lives. And it takes the humility of every human heart to say, Jesus, I need your forgiveness. What struck me about that episode in The Crown is that if anyone had too much pride to bow humbly before the Lord Jesus Christ, surely it was the most famous woman in the world. And yet, when she speaks this afternoon, slightly disguised by all the rhetoric that goes with someone in public life, she will speak simply of her faith in Jesus. Now, what are the gifts? Well, I could go on all day. Eleven minutes down, I've got four minutes. Number one, the grace of forgiveness. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. In Jesus, we see the glory of God. We see the glory of God supremely manifested when the Son of God hung on his cross, when he died to forgive our sins and was raised to give us life. He was supremely glorified. That's why we sing, to God be the glory, great things he has done. So loved he the world that he gave us his Son, who yielded his life and atonement for sin and opened the life gate that all may go in. The grace of forgiveness. Now, the grace of forgiveness is no stocking filler. It is an eternal gift. Second, the grace of adoption. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Children of God, that is who you are if you are a Christian. If you have believed in Jesus' name, if you have believed in him for your salvation, he gives you the right to become, and this is no stocking filler, like him, a child of God. And what do your adoptions papers say? Stuff like this. If we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of forgiveness, the grace of adoption. And then with this, we close the grace of living in the light. The language of John 1 is rich with the imagery of light and darkness. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. 
Is that not strikingly prophetic? Think of where we are at the beginning of the 21st century. Has the darkness overcome the light? Does it look dark on the western part of the globe spiritually? Yes. But has the darkness overcome the light? No. Has the dark east in the last hundred years extinguished the light? No, the light is extinguishing the darkness now. The Christian gospel, the Christian message is rampant. The church is growing faster in the world than it ever has. The light shines in the darkness And the darkness has not overcome it. To be a Christian is to walk to live in the light. John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. To live without Jesus is to walk in the darkness. To not know where you are going. To live with Jesus is to walk in the light. To know where you are going. And here's how the light of Christ works. It doesn't shine out for the whole year ahead of you. It shines For your next step. It is only looking back that you can see that walking in the light is a blessed place to walk. But it really cuts closest to home in relation to the difference walking in the light means for you as an individual compared to walking in the darkness. So let me close with these words from later in John's Gospel. This is what it means to walk in the light. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. And Thomas said to him, we love Thomas, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Now let's be quiet just for a moment, and then I'll lead us in prayer. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Help us, Lord Jesus, by your Spirit to grasp the immense breadth and height and depth of the blessings that you want to give us. Blessings that come from the Lord Jesus and blessings that come from his fullness. Jesus himself is the gift, his righteousness to blot out our sins, his resurrected life to give us resurrection, His living Spirit living in us, such that we are adopted children of God, sharing the very DNA of our Savior, heirs of glory. Thank you, Lord, that as we look to another year, 
to walk in the light, what a difference it is to walk in the darkness. Maybe our year will seem like light ahead. Maybe it will be easy and fruitful and positive. But if it is not, and if dark valleys come, then to be in the light is a world of a difference. Help us, Lord, so to walk. Help us to keep trusting. Help us to keep loving. And help us to keep, keep, keep depending and thanking you for the Lord Jesus.